0: Hey friends, welcome to the Live Your Freaking Life podcast. I am Christine. And I am your host,
1: Selena. And we are two BFFs and life coaches who talk about the science of happiness and well-being to help you live your freaking lives. Today, we are going to be talking about how to design your life. There's so much to get into
0: with this one. We're excited about it. But first, Christine. yeah. How was your week? Uh, My week was great. Um, So we were on interviewed for another podcast. It's something borrowed podcast this week with Betsy and Amanda, and that was so fun. That was fun. We ended up talking about the Enneagram. We talked about how the Enneagram and your personality affects the way you make decisions. But then we ended up getting into like a whole bunch of. Um, like real deep talk about marriages and, and relationships. relationships. And yeah, it was um, good. Yeah, and that was so fun. That was. was really life-giving. I love them. I love them. So it was it was fun to do that. And one of the things I mentioned on there is that I set a goal for Jim and I to start doing one crazy thing every month this year. Okay. I
1: did not know this
0: mm-hmm. until we were recording for that podcast. Yeah,
1: you said it. And then you said. That you had already done something. yeah. And I'm like, do you tell me things
0: anymore? What is happening? So funny thing happens. Um, We reconnected with some friends we haven't gotten together with in gosh, three or so years, Chip and Stacy, And Stacy reached out last week and she was like, Hey, do you and Jim want to go see a show with us? My friends in a band. And, and so I was like, you know, Jim is like a homebody yeah, and you know, he just, he's an introvert. Doesn't like to be around a lot of people and he likes to be home. So I was like, yeah, okay. But Jim loves Chip and Stacy. Okay. So I was like, maybe there's a chance. So then I say to her, well, what kind of show? Like, what are you talking about? And she says, the name of the band is John Smith's Voyagers. Have you heard of them? No. They're local bands. Okay. So at that point, I'm like, I still don't know. And she's like, it's more of a theatrical. It's almost like, yeah, it's more of a theatrical performance, not just typical. You're going to watch a band. So basically you're going to Rocky horror picture show. Well, so I don't know. (laughs) And now I'm like, Oh yeah, Jim's definitely out now because this is not, you know, it's just not your typical thing. Well, I kick it to Jim. I'm like, here's the name of the band. He apparently does his, he's a one. So he does his research. Of course. And the guy reminds him a little bit of his brother who has passed. It's been many years now, but he was a musician, played every instrument. But funny because people say that John is John Smith is a combination of David Bowie and Freddie Mercury. Okay, those are really big names. <laughs> uh huh.
1: And I I don't know. Okay. I mean that's like going into a vocal contest with a Celine Dion song. You best you best be getting that shit right. I'm like,
0: serious. Let me tell you so. Jim says yes, even though he has to get up at five o'clock the next morning. Oh, he says yes. It's in Lititz at the Shirt Factory, which, by the way, is a really cool venue. we went. We had such a great time. I danced. Shut up. Well, you do dance every day for your like body warm up, whatever thing is. Myself, yeah, right. Like no one can see me because I can't dance, right? Like I have no rhythm. Um, but all of these people were just dancing, and kind of like I had the had a case of the efforts. So I was like, I'm gonna get me a case of that too. And I just got up there. The last two songs they did, I was like, you should have been doing this stuff. I mean, shouldn't should, but I mean, yeah, I no, it was I so good. They did. Um, oh my gosh. So the last song was, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. It was a. Queen song. Yeah. And the second to last song was Queen song. And what the heck is the name of the song? I'm I'm thinking I had the time of my life. That's not it. No, that's definitely Uh, not. Having a good time. Having a good time. That one did that. It was amazing. The guy hits these notes. Mr. Fahrenheit. Is that the name of the song? Maybe. I think it is. Yes, yes, yeah. that's it. Okay, And then the other one is, um, it was the, a Who song. Okay. And it was, I say Teenage Wasteland because that's part of the song, but that's not what it, uh, Oh Yeah, bu- I bu- don't know that is. Bu- bu- but... bu- Mr. Bubba, Bubba, I don't know, something like that. I don't know that. either. Um, unbelievable. Really? I am telling you right now, it was so fun. So completely out of character for Yeah. Us. I mean, completely out of character, but so fun to the point where Jim's like, I think I want to go see him again. Shut up. Seriously. I do. What did you do with my husband? Yeah. but like, yeah. And I can't tell you, like it, it was just so good. So yes. Well,
1: Phenomenal. That's
0: amazing. Yep. Okay. Haven't had that much fun in a really long time. You're making me want to go see them. So the okay. next time Beverly Hills Tavern. Me. Oh, seriously. At the end of this month.
1: Oh, seriously? Yes. Okay. Can we make you it want a to date go with us? I do. <laughs> yes. Can we make it a
0: date? Because Frank would love that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was so, so good. So, you know, try try some new things. We're going to talk about that later on. But, yeah. We are. So, anyway. Yeah. And then yesterday, you and I hung out. We got to go to our favorite place. We did. We went down to
1: Terrain. We decided this year for Christmas, we didn't really want to get each other gifts (laughs) because... we start running out of things to get each other. Yeah. Like how many mugs or necklaces or whatever going to get you? But anyway, yeah. So experiences are always better. So we went down to terrain yesterday and that's like one of our happiest places. Yeah. I love it there. Have lunch there. So walked good. around, but the best part, <laughs> and I, it's so funny that this is a it's funny or sad. I'm not sure which, but across the street <laughs> from terrain cafe and Glenn Mills is this lovely plaza. Yeah. And Among the stores in this plaza, there is a Soma, which we love. Yeah. There is a Pottery Barn. There is a Williams Sonoma, and there is an Anthropology. All now, listen, those are our. It's like if stores were a drug, those would be my heroin. Oh, (laughs) okay. Because like all sense and reason goes out the window. Yeah. And you start looking at. things like, like I told you, I, I had seen a sweater in anthropology a couple of weeks ago and tried it on and I'm showing it to Frank and I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. And I've learned my lesson to look at the price tag in anthropology yep. before I take it so up smart. to the cash register. And I'm so glad I did because the sweater was $400 crazy. And, but when you're in there in that gorgeous atmosphere yes. and it's the heroin store, right? Yeah. Like yeah, that yeah, starts yeah. seeming reasonable. Yeah. It's like when you go to Disney and you're walking around and you're like, no, no, it's totally reasonable and cool to wear cartoon characters on my clothing every day. <laughs> I if I you are a grown adult, um, just if you're a grown adult, it's not. <laughs> like don't, it's not.
0: So, but when so I'm down agree. there, don't judge me. I
1: know, right? But when I'm down there, it's reasonable. Like this, no, no. And not only am I wearing the cartoon care, I'm wearing the freaking ears. Wow. What I was gonna say, yeah. right? No, no, I'm gonna get Mickey stupid while we're there. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel you. Say, yeah. So yeah, so we had a blast doing that. yesterday. It was a good day. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. This is our last week of our college student home Oh, before he goes back to school. Uh-huh. So he goes tomorrow. Okay. Um, and that's a good thing. I think he's bored, but I'm kind of excited because Cassie is in the throes of show season. And now we're going to have like all this alone time, Frank and I, mm-hmm. free time. So I'm kind of excited about going back into that. Yes. But yeah, other than that, nothing exciting this week. Other than I got new carpet. We had all the carpeting upstairs replaced. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. It needed to be replaced. It did. Our German shepherd, our big girl, she's 12. She's not doing so hot. Yeah, And she makes messes everywhere and destroyed our carpet. So it's lovely. It's
0: lovely now. So she better not wreck this one. So, so much. All right. Okay. Wait, I have a helpful tip. Cause we did it. Uh, well, do you remember what episode it was? We talked about the power of sleep. I, no, okay. so we did an episode on, it was, super it wasn't that long ago yeah. episode on like how to get better sleep well, and yes, the importance also, of sleep. One of our most listened to episodes. Yes. So interesting. The struggle is real. Like yeah. people are not getting good night's sleep. Even people that think they're getting a good night's sleep and we go into it in the podcast. So we do. if you haven't Make listened sure you to, listen that, to it, go back and listen to that. But I discovered something I was listening to. There's a podcast. My son, Jordan, sent it to me. Huberman, Huberman Lab podcast. And he was talking about supplements and all these things. Anyway, he mentions magnesium L-threonate. three So it's L-T-H-R-E-O-N-A-T-E. I'll put it okay. in the show notes. But um, being super helpful. For um, a lot of things, but in particular, getting a good night's sleep. Yeah. Jim and I have been taking it all week. Yeah. And it is really helping. Really? Like, yes. I mean, because, yeah, because I was doing all the things bedtime routine, like all right. And I still, it was like, "Mm, something's missing. This has really, really helped. So for those of you struggling with sleep, check it out. Magnesium L3 and 8, Dr. Mercola is the brand that I prefer. And it's not a, a sponsor of the episode today. <laughs> Just kidding. But Dr. Mercola, if you would love to be a sponsor, we'll let We'd you We'd love to have you. We'll let you.
1: Okay. And we were talking about this yesterday because I was talking about how I have discovered the power of CBD. Yes. But like good CBD, yes. not like Turkey Hill CBD. <laughs> right. Yes, Please, You can get it at Wawa. That's not what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you what, what a difference in how I sleep. Yeah. I sleep so much better. And what I didn't know also is apparently CBD has like crazy, uh, anti-inflammatory. Yes. Properties to it. It's unbelievable. I did not know these things. Yeah. So I have been consistently taking that
0: at night for the last week pretty Mm -hmm. consistently and it's amazing. Yeah. Like amazing. Yeah. I do that as well. This has just taken it to the next level, the magnesium. So I'm really, really thankful for the combination for sure. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, so last week, right. Let's, let's just say this because last week that we've gotten a lot of feedback about last week's episode on change, er, not change. Hello. Decision-making. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that the paradox of choice, mm-hmm. right. Like that's the word I was looking for. And we will change, get into choice. that. We will get into that. Yes. Yeah. But I just thought, as I thought about that, this is such a great follow-up oh, yeah. last week's episode, yeah. because one of the biggest and most plaguing decisions that we ever make in our lives is what we're going to do with yeah. the rest of our lives. Yep, yeah, right? it's true. And so you and I both read this book, Designing Your Life. Yeah, this by Bill
1: Burnett and Dave Evans, Bill Burnett and Dave Evans, Designing Your Life, How to Build a Well-Lived, Joyful Life. And actually this book was introduced to me as part of my schooling, as part of my curriculum for positive psychology um this was one of the recommended books we went into some of their theory about this because our lives if we want to find them meaningful if we want to find them joyful it is not going to happen by accident right we are not going to stumble into a meaningful life right. it just doesn't work that way Mm-mm. and so what Bill Burnett and Dave Evans did, they are designers. Mm-hmm. And so they decided that they would take a designer's attitude, process. a designer's process mm-hmm. and thoughts and apply it to creating a life as opposed to creating some sort of product or whatever it is that they're making. And they made it a class at Stanford. Yep. And it was incredible.
0: Yeah. One of it those was popular incredible. classes they ever, ever did. Yep. And of course it's such a, I mean, you, you talked to, I've been, gosh, helping in the people helping business for 25, whatever years. And that's the big thing. We talk about it all the time. People are like, what am I supposed to do with my life? And then I think, Especially like 17, 18 years old. Like oh, oh my gosh, you're God. supposed to know the pressure. Like your prefrontal cortex isn't even done yet. Yeah.
1: Like it's rational, reasonable thought fit. isn't even done developing, and you're supposed to know right. what you're gonna do for the rest
0: of your life. Huge gap year fan here, guys. You if you listen to this podcast, you know that. I just think it's important. Go travel. Travel yeah. is the best education. Go get some perspective. Yeah, perspective. That's yeah. Right. Because there are so many things that you don't know. Like I think. We grow up in this little bubble, right? Sure. Um, but then, you, when you, once you get outside of that bubble, it changes everything. It does, and I think particularly
1: for Americans mm-hmm. because we tend to think we're all that there is. Yes, we're the best. <laughs> we really do. And there's no more. We tend to think that we're all that there is, and that we're the best. And yeah. so we don't even half the time. And I'm going to just go ahead and speak for all of America. We don't even half the time <laughs> <laughs> even consider other cultures and ways of living because it's we consider them uh, not less than less than, or or we're, we're
0: superior to theirs. So why would we look at theirs? Yeah, And it's just not true. Not true at all. It's just not true. No. And that's for me, traveling completely busted that bubble and that myth and like, Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to tell you a quick
1: little aside on that. Mm -hmm. I watched the movie last night, ticket to paradise. It's that um rom-com with Julia Roberts and George Clooney. Did you see it? it. No. So it's free on Peacock right now. Okay. If you have Peacock. But um first thing I'll say is it wasn't that good. It really actually I don't care, I was love not. them. Well, like that's exactly it. <laughs> that's why anybody would see it and including myself. So I watched it last night and and this isn't giving anything away because it's in the previews, but their daughter meets a guy while on vacation in Bali. And he lives there. He's a seaweed farmer there. And so, and she's just kind of like, what? But anyway, she ends up, they end up falling in love. She's going to get married. And that's the whole premise of bringing her parents down there. Yada, blah, 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 Okay. But watching their culture in that movie, like they really went through a wedding ceremony in that movie from that culture. It was gorgeous. Mm. Like it was beautiful. And then watching the way that they live and, and. And the houses that they live in, and the way that they like interact with the world and the earth around them, yeah. it was so beautiful, inspiring. Right? It really, actually, was. Yeah, it really like it made me go, "Gosh, what am I doing? What are mm-hmm. we doing?" Mm-hmm. And and we, I mean, like collective Americans. Yeah, frankly, like why why do we run ourselves ragged? Right. Why are we doing this to just collect more, why and, more and more and more stuff? Fight nature instead of living with it. Yeah, like and I'm, I am one of the worst offenders. I know this, yeah. but yeah, it just really made me think about that. So yeah, it was good. It was good from that perspective. Not a great movie. Yeah. That's
0: what i <laughs> like, again, going off on a tangent here, but that's why I love Zac Efron's show. Oh Down, my gosh. Down I
1: stinking love that Down show. To Earth.
0: It's yes. so good because he's so like, oh, environmentally like oh, he he's is. trying to learn and be better and spread the word, right? Exactly. Like Americans, please help our planet kind of a thing. Yeah.
1: And he's Very really cool. pretty. He's so cute. He's so pretty. He's so
0: cute. I like
1: that. He is not not troubling to look at. I yeah. will say that. Yeah. But no, his show is amazing. And you know what I also love about his show is his genuine awe. He's yeah. I mean, it's just it's kind of funny at times. He's like, oh my gosh, water. This is amazing. Yes. Like he's never seen water before in his life. You think he's it's seven? It's just adorable. I mm, I don't know. I'm curious. He could be a
0: four. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Zach Efron, let us know. Yeah. We, we would love to have <laughs> you on our podcast. Yes. Too. <laughs> All
1: right. So okay. let's talk about, he talks yeah. about five different mindsets to go into that are like
0: that a designer would go into when trying yeah. to design something. And can I just back up just one second? Because I, before we get into the five mindsets, I love this process because It is, he talks, they talk about the fact that everybody's plan, life or life, I call it life plan, right? Mm -hmm. I'm still, you know, like my number one favorite book of all time is Living the Life You Were Meant to Live by Tom Patterson. I like this book. It's great. It's a different perspective. Sure. Sure. But the life planning process is so cool. And this is similar to this, right? But what I love about both is that they, they recognize that everybody's, everybody is unique. And so, therefore, their life plan.
1: Well, I look different. Yeah, they're designed for your life.
0: Everybody looks looks different, and that it just speaks to that whole shoulds. Right. Oh my gosh. And they are very anti should they are. So right there means we like them. We do. Right. When I hear him talk about that, like we hate the word should, we don't should on anybody. We like, should, we don't oh, want to shoot on ourselves. You're like, our people. Yes. Yes. Like that whole comparison thing. So yeah. Um, and then the they also say like, it's not about what you want to do when you grow up. It's what you want to grow into next. Yes. Yes. <gasps> So that's what we're talking about today, right? It's not about oh, what do I want to do when I grow up. It's what do I want to grow into next. Yeah. And then can we talk about the myths first before we, can we start talk to get about into the myths? The yeah, let's talk about yeah. the myths. I think that um, so he he talks throughout the entire book actually. There's a whole bunch of um dysfunctional beliefs, they call them. Yes. And then they offer a reframe, a different way to think about it, which we're all into that, right? Oh, yeah. So much. Love a reframe. Um, But he specifically talks about, um, I have heard him specifically talk about three myths in particular. Okay. Hit me. Number one, passion. The big question, especially like for college students or guidance counselors, a lot of times the big question they'll ask a student is, well, what's your passion about? Right. Yep. Well, come to find out research shows that only 20% of people actually can identify like, oh, this is my passion. Yeah. 80% will say. I'm passionate. Exactly. Multi-passionate. Yep. But a lot of times what happens is you, that's the question, right? Like what's your passion? And then when you yep. don't have the answer, they go, okay, go find that out and then come back and yeah. then we can help you. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like stop that. There's more, yep. more. Passion can be a clue and an indicator. Um, number two, th- and I love this one, especially for people that are not 18, 19 years old. Right. Yeah. The other myth is well, if you don't know, then you're too late. And that's garbage. Yes. Yeah. Late to the party. And I know that, like, I even being like in my thirties and going, Oh my gosh, it's too late for me. Oh, I know. Right. I missed out. Yeah. Right. Because I didn't know this when I was 18 years old. Now I'm 35 years old and trying to figure out what I want to do with the rest of my life. I'm alone here. Everybody else knows. Oh, I know. I loved how we oh talked about
1: that 45 year old woman going back to school. Yes. I thought that was amazing. probably just for the sole reason that I am 45. Right? Yeah. But it is, it's a really intimidating feeling. Yep. Um, I've had that conversation with Frank before, like, dude, should I just like go back and, and actually become a therapist mm. and can't justify that right now with two kids going into college. But the idea is so daunting. Mm-hmm. It's so daunting yeah. for the same reasons. Like I'm too late. Yeah. It's going to be too hard. Or my, the people there are going to think I'm stupid because they're all like 20, Yeah, you know, and None of it is true. It's a myth. It is never too late. You are never late to the party. There is no linear process. That's right. To designing your life or, or becoming there's no, it's not linear
0: because, and you're constantly becoming like we are going to constantly becoming until we are dead. Yep. Right. And if we are not, we are not living. Well, right. Then you are, I heard this, somebody said said this years ago and it's stuck in my brain and will never ever leave. I'm sure that so many people are living lives of quiet desperation. Yes. And so let's, it's not too late. Like let's wake up. That's why I think I'll speak for myself, but I think I'm pretty sure we've had enough conversations that I can speak for you too. That's why we went back to school to become certified life coaches. Oh, hundred percent. Because we experienced in our thirties, Yes, yeah. like, it was almost like a midlife crisis in our thirties. Yeah. just like, oh my gosh, what am I doing with my life? I want more meaning and purpose in my life. Yeah. How, like, what do I even do now? And so we do a lot of transition coaching, Tons helping of transition people coaching. ask these yeah. questions, helping people design their lives, helping people yes. create a life plan so that first of all, it instills hope. Right. Oh my
1: gosh. Yes. But it also gives a sense of purpose and direction. Yes. You don't even have to have arrived. And we're going to do an episode about the arrival fallacy. Yes. That's the whole thing. Mm. You don't have to have arrived to start living a life that feels meaningful yeah. and true to who you are. That's right. The process is everything. Yeah. The journey is everything. And I hate that stupid cliche, but it actually is.
0: It really is. Yes. So it's never too late. The third myth is um this whole idea of like the question of are you being the best possible version of okay. you? Okay. This is one of my favorite things about this. Yes, Because
1: I have I have gone through this for myself like a million times. So when they talk about that, it, first I want to say I talk about what would your best self do all the time in coaching. Mm-hmm. All the time. Because we need to have something to fix our eyes on. Mm-hmm. We need to have like, okay, I, I, something aspirational in front of us. It's helpful in that sense. But what he talks about in this is how we don't just have one best version of ourselves. There could be seven different Mm -hmm. versions of our life that we could live out and they would all be best versions of ourselves. And so I love that because I think about those different versions of myself all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I think about the one that I am now. I think about the one that I talk about all the time that owns a bakery. Yeah. Right. A Coming store. from the person who never wants to get up before eight a.m. Yeah. Right. But I'll I, you know my other self owns a bakery, and then there's the bookstore person. Like yes. there's so many different ways to go about it, and, and I, it's none of them are bad or wrong.
0: Exactly. And I think that is what plagues people. Yes. Because for some reason, and I've thought about this a lot. Like what. What was the message that I received? Where did I receive it? That there was from, I'm talking from the time I was a kid. Yeah. Right. I'd say teenager, right. That there's one best thing Yeah. that I had. If I don't figure out the one thing, FOMO. Oh yeah. Totally I'm missing out. Well, right?
1: as a seven, you're going to suffer from FOMO all the time yes. anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah. My whole life. But I do love that. There so- are so many different versions. There isn't just one. Um, But I'm curious options would result in being the best version of you. I'm
1: curious, though, what was your answer to that? Where did you get that idea that there was one
0: thing? Were you able to pinpoint it? So, yeah, somewhat. I think I probably still need to sit with it a little bit. But I think I remember being my two best friends in high school. Uh, One knew she wanted to be a nurse and the other one knew she wanted to be a, a lawyer. Okay. And I was like, uh, did they become a nurse and lawyer? Um, So Michelle became a nurse and Chrissy became a social worker. Okay. Right. Interesting. So she ended up veering off a little bit. She has a master's in social work. Amazing. Um, Yeah. Very few people. I mean, what is it? Like 30, less than 30% of people actually end up doing what they go to school for. Oh yeah. Get, get a degree in. Absolutely. Right? It's super low. And that, that stat was like years ago. I heard that. I think it's even lower now with the whole gig economy and like all the things. So, but yeah. So I think because they were so clear or it felt to me that they were so clear mm-hmm. on what they were doing, it felt like everybody was because they were the people closest to me. And so for me, and then I felt like, because I wasn't like super academically, I wasn't, I wasn't book smart. Mm-hmm. wasn't strong academically in that way. Um, I was like, really strong in communication, really strong in like, um, like I was, I was the person everybody told everything to, Mm -hmm. right. Confided in. And like, I was a counselor at Mm -hmm. 16 years old. Right. Um, and I love to cook, but I felt like my dream now we're getting in like too deep here, but my dream was like, I wanted to go to the culinary Institute. Okay. And I wanted to go to like France and study. Right. But that was too expensive. Because at, at that point, like drug money was gone, right? Stepfathers yeah. in prison. Yeah. And <laughs> and so now my mom's single mom trying to figure out how to, and I would be the first person to ever go to college. And so, so there were so many limitations and I had no mentors. I shouldn't say no mentors in this area. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and so, um, and that's one of the things we're going to talk about, right? The power of like talking oh, to yeah. people and oh, getting yeah. help, asking for help and all of those things. But yeah, and so I think that's where that came from. And then in the church world, I think. Well, I was going to
1: say, because when I was thinking about it, Mm -hmm. I never had that thought that there was only one way, one path. I did not have that until I entered church world. Right. Because then it's like. And then when I got there, it's God's will. And there is one one, way. And that road is narrow. Like, dear Lord. And I never for a moment considered that there was only one thing yeah. until I entered that environment. Hmm. And so undoing that has actually
0: been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that is like, that's, it's, that's it's like garbage so theology. out of context taken, yeah. taken. Yeah. The Bible so out of context, right. Because yeah. So um God's will is that we love him and love others.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah. so, in whatever you're doing you, you do that, you don't need to worry about anything else. So yes. There's that. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, so those are some myths. And yeah,
1: I like those. I yeah. like going over those. So,
0: so, let's talk about the five mindsets. Yeah. Let's about talk the about
1: both. them. So, the first one he talks about is one that we talk about all the time. He says, be curious. Mm. Well, we talk about living from a place of curiosity pretty much on the daily, but here's what I love. What he says about it. He says, curiosity makes everything new, invites exploration, and it makes everything play. Mm. (laughs) I know, right? I love that. My seven wing is like, (laughs) yes, play, make it fun. I just love that. But the other thing he says about being curious, and I love this, Mm -hmm. he says, Curiosity is going to help you get good at being lucky. Okay. Uh, I learned about this during my positive psychology training too. mm -hmm. There is a science to luck. Okay. And basically it goes like this. People who think they're lucky end up being lucky. That's right. Why? Because it's the same thing we tell you probably almost every week. Your brain is working on your behalf subconsciously all the time, yeah, twenty four seven. And so, if you start telling yourself, "Oh, I'm a lucky person," mm-hmm. "Oh, I'm a lucky person," subconsciously your brain will be noticing opportunities, yes, because you have told it this is who and how you are. That's right. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. And it's looking to confirm that. Yeah. So it's going to be looking for those things that confirm that you're lucky. It's that Luck- confirmation bias, again. exactly. Showing Luck up. is
0: not. Luck as we think. No, no. It's a mindset. Yeah. And when your mind, I love what you said, when your mind is set in that direction, you will notice things that yes. most people completely miss out on. Yep. 100%. And you will be luckier. Yeah. You will see opportunities everywhere that you weren't seeing before. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I love that. But like that being curious thing, I love, he talks about ideation. Yes. And I, I love this whole, cause of course, you know, I just love ideas. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I have them. You have
1: all of them more time. ideas than
0: any human I, being I can can't with. Yes. But he talks about ideating your ideal life. Yeah. Starting with the one you're living right now. And then maybe like adding some things to it, but then, and he said like that the average person can actually sit down and ideate seven on average, seven different ideal lives, lives. for themselves. Yep. But I thought, what a great exercise, like sit down and really think about that. Like, okay. Version number one looks like this for you. Version number two looks like having a bakery and selling day olds because you're making them at four o'clock. I know, right? right? uh, Version number three is a bookstore person. Version number four is living in Bali with, right? right? Like (laughs) doing coaching in Bali. Yeah. Well, and one of the
1: things he talks about when trying to actually like, Sit down, almost like making a blueprint as a designer yes. would, for your life. As he talks about, write down three different five-year plans, mm. three totally different ones mm-hmm. that represent different versions of you mm-hmm. that you could be. The first one being, okay, this is Plan A. Yep. The second one being, if I can't do Plan A, I would do this. Uh huh. And then the third one being the wild card. Yes, I love like this. Just one. get crazy. Yes. Right, because that could be like. Bali. Okay. Yeah. Bali being a seaweed yep. farmer. Not that I want to do that, but I might. I I might. You know, you never know. I never know. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I could be anything. Frank's probably like, oh God, a bookstore in Bali. Okay. This is where we're headed. Yes. Anyway. So on the beach. I know, right? That might be amazing. Anyway. But I love the wild card because what he says is. Even though the wild card one can be totally outrageous. And please let it be.
0: Give yourself permission to to get wild in your thinking.
1: What this does is it brings up different pieces that we can then look at to incorporate into our actual lives. Because unless we're willing to explore those different versions of ourselves, we won't pick up all the pieces because we've compartmentalized them. Yeah. We've compartmentalized. It. Well, if I was this, then I would be like this. Or if right. I was this, then I would do this. And there are things in there that speak to us very, very deeply mm-hmm. that we've thrown off into an alternate
0: life that we could be living right now. That's right. I'm going to give you an example of that. And then I'm also, I want to talk about There's two thoughts I have going at the same time, which is very normal for me, of course, but mm-hmm. one being like the permission piece. Okay. Um, getting back to that child, like, yeah. Wonder. Oh, yeah. Um, but so the example that I thought of when you said that is like, okay, so if you're and this again is wild, right? but if 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 you can imagine yourself living in Zanzibar, teaching scuba diving to people and living literally in a little hut on the beach, you walk out and you you got to get to see the sunset every day from your doorstep, like all these things, right? where is this even coming from? I know. Right. Um, I'm like, first of all, I'm not sure where Zanzibar is. It's in Africa. Is it? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Kelly was there. Oh yeah. Yeah. So her and I were having a conversation the other day. Okay. About, so that's where Zanzibar came from. Yeah. I'm like, I know mm, okay. we were just talking about that the other day. Right? Cause she, when she came back from that trip, she was like glowing and I was like, oh, I want to go. anyway. And so if that's like, oh, this is another version of myself, mm-hmm. right. And it's this crazy version or whatever, but you you're going there maybe like talking about adding something in your life, go to scuba school, get your certification right here in your hometown, right? Like you can get your scuba to just like, because maybe there's just something about being in the water and being well, right. And
1: that's exactly it. Like, that's exactly what I was thinking as you were saying that it's that idea of, okay, go three degrees of why on that. Mm-hmm.
0: We talked about that. Like, last why time. do
1: I want to go there? Well, because I really like the ocean, the ocean. Okay, cool. Why? Yeah. Well, because I just love getting in the water. It gets me active and it makes me feel really calm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why? Mm -hmm. Why? Well, I think because inside I feel when I'm in the water, I feel surrounded and enveloped in this really amazing and peaceful way. Mm -hmm. And okay, cool. How can we create that feeling mm-hmm. in your life now? Yes. Yeah. So going three degrees of why is always so helpful. It's
0: so good. So good. Yeah. Cause they're clues. Yep. Right. It's all clues. It's clues. Or arrows. Was, yeah. When you talked about the wild thing, I love the questions. We've been talking about this cause we've taught workshops on this forever. Um, and I think some even together we have, but just that and asking the question, what would you do if money was not. Yes, and and, I, and actually, issue. I liked his other question a
1: little bit better, which was, "What would you do?" If was, no would you do if nobody would laugh would if nobody cared. Yeah, if nobody had an opinion. Yeah, or if you didn't care what other people thought. Right. What which would you do? Is probably just as likely as nobody having an opinion. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. But what would you do? Go there. Sit yeah. with that question. Give yourself permission to dream. I. That's what happens. We, as children. We're constantly dreaming. Mm -hmm. We're constantly wondering. We're constantly giving ourselves permission to play and think and imagine. And then as we get older, we hear the word no. Yeah. More and more and more and more. And that inner child, that inner sense of wonder starts to just shut down because it hurts. Yeah. Right. Because no, people laughed at us last time we we ventured out or said something that was crazy and wild and all of those things. So Get back to that. And I would say, to get back to what did you do when you were little? Oh, yeah. When you were playing, imagining, right? I always, when I was a kid, I always, I would sit in my bedroom, put all my stuffed animals around the room. I would stand up in front of them and I would teach them, mm. right? Like I would be like making their life better. Yeah. Right. And when I was four years old, I was making mud pies. That was like, assigned to me and then selling them and I fruit, I was selling fruit salad for my little fort in my backyard in Florida. And that was a sign like, Oh, there's this entrepreneurial, yeah. that, was, that was a clue that I took, right. There's this entrepreneurial piece of me in me that if I don't like, have some of that in my life I'm dying Right. and live that life of quiet desperation. Yes. So, okay. Do you want to take a
1: guess at what it was for me when I was like four and five and I would be playing were you singing and like? Oh yeah, theater? I was on stage, hundred percent. Yeah, on a stage, whether it was I was a rock star, pop star, yeah, or I was on Broadway. But yeah, it always involved
0: being up in front of large amounts of people. Yeah, yeah. So you know, like because again, and we'll, let's—I can't wait to talk about flow. We've talked about it before, but we're going to get into it a little bit more. Yeah, here, but yeah, that because you you're in your flow when you're doing yep. that. Totally. All right.
1: Totally. All right. So the second mindset he uses is a bias to action. So what he says there is try stuff, Yes. right? Because when you're trying stuff, you've stopped thinking about it mm-hmm. and you're finally actually doing something. Right. And I think the key to the try stuff part of it is to let
0: go of the idea of perfection.
1: Yes. Just try something. Yes, it not doesn't Spicer, have to be perfect. Not a
0: maximizing. Exactly. Yeah. Just jump in. Yeah. And, but, and he also talks about this balance of like, he's not talking about, and some people might do this, right? But like most people, probably shouldn't do this. Where all of a sudden you're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm, not I'm supposed to be freaking living, I'm not living my freaking life." So I'm gonna just quit. I'm gonna leave everything. Do it like not major leaps, but like start small, right? Like just totally something. Lean into those clues from that ideation period and just start adding them in and trying different things and get like FOMO. Let let it go. Let it go because when you try different things, you either d- that, that is. You're kind of that, um, the compass true north, right? Where it's like, yes, 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 keep going in this direction. Or sometimes you try something and it's not a failure, it's that indicator of like, yeah, no, no, this isn't for me. Yeah, actually.
1: Well, and I love the way he talks about that because he's looking at it again from the viewpoint of a designer. Mm -hmm. Designers create prototypes because they have to test things out. Yes, they create prototypes and sometimes they fail and sometimes they succeed. But what what he kind of gets at is that the failing is almost just as important yes. because w- what he says in there is sometimes through the failed attempts, you discover that you were trying to find an answer to the wrong question. Absolutely. And that's actually a completely different question. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we could take that in, into our lives and go, well, maybe it's just a completely different direction. Yes, I thought I wanted this and I tried it out and it turns out I really don't. Right. And that can be just as
0: helpful. Yeah. Yeah. It means you're failing forward. That's exactly Again, it's a mindset of um, just, I'm I'm trying this. If I, it's not a failure, if I do it it, and realize that's not what I want to do, it's actually a gain. It's a, it's like, yeah, it's part of the process.
1: Yeah. I love how, when they talk about, you know, trying all these different things, the prototypes as they put it. Um, it's the whole idea of designers are not super concerned about the final outcome mm-hmm. way down the road. That's right. They're just concerned
0: They're about what's next.
1: That's right. What happens next. That's right. And so I think one of the keys to this whole process of designing a life that that you love mm-hmm. is to and be less concerned about the final at the end of the road, the arrival, yeah, and more concerned. About right now and what's next? Yeah, what you want to grow into next? Right, and next could be later today or tomorrow. That's okay. right. You know, That's it's we're not talking so, so, so ten thing. years from now. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the next one. This should be your favorite, Christine. They talk about reframing.
0: Oh,
1: I can. <laughs> you re-frame. are the queen of the reframe,
0: the spin I for spin.
1: better or worse. Spin it. spin it. Yeah. But they talk about this reframing is how designers get unstuck. Mm-hmm. And I love that it makes sure that they're working on the right problem. So like what we talked about when the prototype or the ideation fails, right? Okay. How do I need to look at this now in order for it to inform how I need to move forward? Mm -hmm. And so they talk a lot about reframing those dysfunctional beliefs that we talked about kind of a few minutes ago. And, you know, it's just essential because it helps you find the right problems and the right solutions again you're not focused on the wrong question
0: right yeah it's so good I'm looking at um, on page 39 um well page 38 talks about true North and I just love that because yeah. it's like a compass right you're building your compass you're you want to find your true North right and so one dysfunctional belief in this section he talks about is I should. Again, there's that word. We need yep. stop shutting on yourself. I should know where I'm going. And I think that's the common cry of anybody over 40. Yes, <laughs> yes. And then the reframe is, I won't always know where I'm going, but I can always know whether I'm going in the right direction. Exactly. By taking some time to think about like, what is my ideal work situation? What is my ideal life situation? Right, Like, yeah. Uh, There's so much, am I moving toward it? Yes. Am I moving toward it? And that's
1: why I think partly why this conversation today is such a great follow-up to our conversation from last week, Mm -hmm. because it's just that whole idea Mm -hmm. of, of moving forward, letting go of any shoulds and just looking at the next thing, yeah,
0: not looking at the next thing, 10 years down the road, right? Yeah. And the next right thing I I love, this is, he talks about connecting the dots. Oh, I love this section on connecting the dots. Uh, Yes. Let's talk about it. So the three, there's three dots, right? And so you got to connect them all. It's what you believe, what you do and who you are. Yeah. And this is like, when you connect those dots, it increases meaning, meaning in your life. And, And a lot of people really especially like I would say in forties, fifties, you start to go from like money-making, like in the pursuit of like making money to meaning-making. Yeah, I want my life to have meaning. I want, yeah, I want to live a more meaningful life. And so connecting those dots, what you believe, what you do and who you are, who you are. And that goes back to what we talked about a few episodes ago when you talked about your word for the year being alignment. Yes. Right. Oh yeah. Aligning your values. So that everything, what you believe, what you do, and who you are, your values all align. Yep. It's so good. That's where you get some meaning, like a meaningful, meaningful life. Yep. It's so
1: good. And I think part of the issue is, particularly for women, we get to a certain point in our lives and we have no idea who we are. Yeah. And I think that's the hardest part is figuring out the who you are. And again, you can figure out who you are. By starting with figuring out your core values. Yeah. Um, there's a thousand different ways to do that. The VIA Institute, if you go to their website, VIA um, values in action, they're amazing. And they you can take one of their online quizzes. Well, quizzes, not a quiz, but evaluation that's yeah, So good. I agree. And, and really narrow down what your core values are because once you see those, those become your true north. Yes.
0: Everything and there you, every decision a, you have to yeah. make, and you filter it it's through those filter. values. That's yeah. exactly
1: right. Because here's the thing whether we know it or not, mm. we are filtering things through those values. Yes. And when we are feeling like some kind of way about things and our, you know, our hackles are up or whatever, however you want to say it, mm-hmm. it's usually because something that's happening is brushing up against one of your core values and not in a good way. And do you think sometimes
0: we are living (laughs) through someone else's values? Oh, hell yeah. Because here's the thing. If we don't
1: decide what we stand for, somebody else will tell us. That's right. Somebody else will tell us what we stand for. And you end up, this is how you end up living a life that does not feel like your own. That's right. Because you are living somebody else's idea for your life. Sometimes that's where
0: imposter syndrome comes from. Oh, 100%, <laughs> 100%, right? 100%. I totally remember that. I remember not I did not have my core values clearly defined. I wouldn't say clearly. I didn't I, did, I was like, what? value? You no, know, what's a core value? Okay, yeah. Like uh, whatever. And so um and so that I was living According to someone else's values. Yes. And lost myself in the process because I was doing what I thought I should do. That's exactly what it. others expected of me. Yep. And I, it, it, I was a hot mess. Yeah. And again, that's what made me go back to school to become a life coach because I was like, I've got to help people figure this stuff out because yeah. this is a hard, hard place to be, especially 30s, 40s, 50s. Yeah. You know, like it, it's okay. You're not alone if you're feeling like, but like, oh, what gosh, am I doing? No. Gosh, I do no. But, my but be aware because yeah. there will never be a shortage
1: of people telling you who you are, who you should, should be, be, how you should live. That's right. Get clear on that for yourself. Clear out the other voices. Mm-hmm. Get quiet and do what you need to do to figure out
0: who you are. Yeah.
1: And start with your values. Oh, yeah. Please. It's so good.
0: I'm serious. Like, go to the VIA. And take that assessment and you'll, you'll start to see what we're talking about. You will. Because when you start to identify those things, those words, those core yes. values, you start to go, huh? and there's a part of you that just comes alive because you're resonating with like, oh my gosh. This makes this. so much sense yep. now. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you happen to know like what two of your core values are oh on my the gosh. top of your head? Well, freedom. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's one of my top ones. It's freedom. Yes. Freedom for sure. Um, creativity is a mm. huge core value, yeah, I believe for that. Me. um and inspiration, oh, okay. yeah, that's it's like, yeah, right off the top of my head, three of them of just like i I feel like my mission in on this earth is to inspire people and to help them live their freaking lives,
1: yes, yeah.
0: so um,
1: yeah, yeah. Mine, mine would be freedom. Oh, I could tell you my top five. I think, but freedom, integrity, mm-hmm. honesty,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and empathy. Those would be my top four. Wow, well, yeah. Freedom, integrity, honesty, integrity, and empathy. Is a huge one for In- me. So integrity is huge Ooh. for me, dude. That's a hot button. Like for me. It, it really is. Mm-hmm. Because man, if if you don't have integrity, you're dead to me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> true story. Like it, yeah. it just, and I don't even think I apologize for that.
0: Well, and I also, I think that word is so meaningful to me because I remember doing coaching years and years ago with Valerie Burton and her talking about when you are living a life that is not in alignment with your values. She said these words, you are out of integrity. Oh yes. Out of integrity with
1: yourself. Yes. With yourself. That's, that's rough. mm. Mm -hmm.
0: That's rough. And I just remember in that moment going, I don't, want to live like this anymore yeah. I don't want to live out of integrity with who I truly am who God made me yeah. to be yeah and so then it was like this pursuit of getting in alignment and then and, and having that um the compass I guess right yeah. like to my true north Totally, because, and it wasn't about having a map with a clear direction, they actually talk about this in the book. Right? Yes, it's they not do. like. Wouldn't it be wonderful? Oh yeah, that if, would like, be delightful. the day we're born. We get a you know that comes with it, right? And we're just like, go here, do this, do that. No, but it no, wouldn't no, be no. nearly as fun. No, it <laughs> wouldn't, because again, goes back to we think it's the arrival, and we think it's finding that one freaking yep. thing, and it's not. It's the journey of discovering yes all of these things and having that just constantly moving in that true north direction to get like I'm going to say it's not about getting anywhere. Yeah. It's about living in integrity along the way. Yeah. And loving people really, really well. That's for me anyway, like that, that's, that's a huge, huge part of it. Yeah.
1: And I'll say something that's maybe even a little bit stingier, a stingier way to say it, but if integrity is one of your top core values, this is going to hit. Um, If you think you have integrity mm. And you think you are a person of integrity, Mm -hmm. but you are not living in integrity with yourself. Mm. You are not a person of integrity. Mm -hmm. Ouch. Yeah. But it's the truth. Yeah. It's the truth. So get on that. (laughs)
0: Again, that's not coming from a place of judgment. No, not at all. Right? No, no. That is if you take on that mindset and you get curious and you start to go, "Hmm, am I living in integrity? Yeah. Are my values in alignment with what I'm doing with my life every day? Do I keep my word to myself? Yes. (laughs) And if the answer is, oh gosh, no, then it's like, okay. Yeah. Let's let that awareness
1: move you into compassion. Why? Well, of course I don't. Right. Because X, Y, Z. Yeah. And then you can start moving into. So let's use an
0: example. It. Cause I know you said this can be especially difficult for women, but I would say, I think it is especially uh, equally difficult for men because I think what happens a lot of times is men are it's just for different reasons, right? So men are feel the pressure of doing the right thing to provide and protect Often, yes, right? yes. So they fall into like, what is the yeah. responsible and dutiful thing for me to do? And they put their dreams and their stuff to be responsible, yes. right? Whether yeah. a husband, a father or whatever, right? Because society says you, and and depending on what space you're in, right? Like th- this totally. is what you should be doing. Yeah. And so then they lose, they're out of integrity because now they have put all of those things aside in order to just get a paycheck or to get, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. to provide. And that, I think that's why this whole midlife we've talked to, we did a whole episode on midlife, midlife crisis, crisis, right? Yeah. Like let it serve you as a midlife revolution yeah. to just start getting curious, start trying new things. Yeah. This is like to start designing your life. Yeah, totally. Mm. Totally. I'm, I'm fired up. I, just, I can see this.
1: Like, yeah. yeah. Well, but this is kind of your jam. This is like helping people find out oh. what they are. Required
0: to do. It's my greatest passion. It is. It really is. No, I know that Because it is. you see, like I, I can think of specific, ah, uh getting emotional because I can think of specific people that I've coached over the years that even in the first session, giving them a safe space to dream mm-hmm. and to know, like, I have no agenda, I'm for you. And yeah. I just like, let's dream, let's talk, let's imagine, let's innovate, let's ideate, like all of those things. People don't take the time no. to do those things. And they start to come alive. Yes. And just that first part of the process of like, what permission to dream, permission to like ideas that aren't in the box of like, right. this is what I should be doing. This yeah. is what I need to do. Right. Oh my gosh. It is such a gift. It is a gift. And it was a gift to me, right. That I received yeah. from coaching. And so um, wow. yeah. yeah, it is, it is such a gift.
1: When I was thinking about what you were saying about how this affects men in particular, one of the things I was thinking was how helpful it could be to have your personal mission statement. And we talked about that a little bit, I think in last week's episode,
0: Mm -hmm. I
1: think so a little bit just touched on it. I don't know, but we did talk about a mission statement for your life. Yes. And again, you have to know what your core values are to start there. But, you know, I think about my husband I don't know that he's necessarily in his dream job, Mm -hmm. but he is able to live out his mission in the job that he has. Right. And it has made him better at that job. Mm -hmm. It has made him more desirable for his bosses and things like that. They're happier with him because he's able to live out his mission through any occupation, really. Yes. Through any whatsoever. And it has made his life so much better. Mm -hmm going in with an entirely different attitude and
0: mindset. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Attitude and mindset. Absolutely. It's reframing. It's what we're talking about right now, right? When you're able to reframe, because a lot of times people, when I start talking to people they are like, I just need to quit my job and I need to like start doing blah, 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 blah. I'm like, hold hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Maybe there's a different way to look at your job. Exactly. And the environment that you're in and how you can bring your values into that. Exactly what you just said. And then crazy that shifts in mindset. Yeah. That mindset shift all of a sudden now it's like. Changes everything. It's like my whole new job. Yep. Perspective is everything. Yep.
1: Now listen, sometimes your Sometime, job I was gonna sucks say, maybe you need to get out of Dodge. But, but yes,
0: yes. Sometimes. Yeah. Because maybe we need to do a whole episode on this. Sometimes we stay. When we should have walked away. What? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, we will definitely do an episode about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have you, that on the list. I was say, when to I'm walk away. Sure. Yes. When okay. to walk away. All right. So the next one thought process they talk about is know that it's a process. Yes. So again, like mistakes are going to be made. Uh Prototypes get tried out and thrown away because it didn't work. Uh Um, Just because your first idea didn't work doesn't mean you throw away the whole thing. Uh You're learning. Every part of this is a part of learning so again, it's so funny. He talks about a bunch of things that um, only exist because somebody screwed up mm. and designs emerge from the mess. He says the slinky was invented this way. Teflon was invented this way. super glue and Play-Doh. None of these things would exist if a designer somewhere
0: hadn't screwed up. Chocolate chip cookies. Did you know that? No. Yes. Chocolate chip cookies. Apparently, you know, legend has it that or whatever that. Somebody was making cookies, the baker, whatever, making cookies, and chips fell into the batter, or whatever. And it was like, "Oh, well, okay, well they're here now. Let's just cook these up." Okay, but I have a question. And now,
1: what were chocolate chips even used for before chocolate chip cookies? How did you just have chocolate chips laying yes, You
0: know what I'm saying, like chocolate pieces or whatever. All Shut right. up, Selena. I'm just telling you. Know. When I researched the history of chocolate chip cookies, that's what came up. Okay, but the idea behind I it have is- questions. Why did you <laughs> research the history? of chocolate chip cookies. Oh. I what What's the day like, were you having? No, I feel like this was well, first of all, you know, I love I'm a big huge like food.
1: I, you know stuff, I I like, do. Origin, I know.
0: Like food like, origin stories like I geek out on that okay, kind but of stuff. I love it. Looking I, I up the history of chocolate chip cookies? My, listen, this I think this this was my homeschool days.
1: Oh, well, and that
0: would explain I, a lot. <laughs> I would, cause I used to teach interesting. I used to teach entrepreneur classes yeah. to like 60 kids and we'd started businesses. I helped them start businesses and do all the things. And so, um, and so I would talk to them about these things about yeah. like failing forward and you got to try different things and the best things happen because of the process. Right. And it's just like an accident, the best inventions yeah. And I think that's where that's I where I've it comes started from. to look into, like, or, you know, what are some of the best
1: inventions? Interesting.
0: Yeah. Interesting.
1: I will say, though, from my opinion, Teflon is still a failure.
0: Scan pans <laughs> all the way, baby. Teflon
1: is no bueno, people. No Probably bueno.
0: Get rid of Teflon it. Teflon and get some get scan Get rid pans. of it.
1: So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. I think. Well, the last one is asking for help. Yes. And. Oh. he talks about radical collaboration. Mm-hmm. I've
0: never thought about those two words together before, but I like it. I think our pride, I'm just going to say it. I think our pride keeps us from experiencing mm-hmm. radical collaboration because in order for she, me yeah, to it go does. to you, I it's, I have to admit, I don't have all the answers. Yeah. And we live in a society where we feel like we need to have all the, or we should, or we should have all the answers. How dare us not, or like, how embarrassing is it that I don't, right? right, right. This is something I think I have always, people say to me all the time, like, how do you have connections with all of these people? Like, how do you know all these people? How did you end up speaking here and doing these things and whatever? I think it's because, I am a radical collaborator. You are. I always. To the point that it sometimes
1: would make me uncomfortable, actually. Yeah. Oh, yes. yes.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Oh, to- no. <laughs> sometimes I I say, just said it. Sometimes yes. I, I say stuff to you and you're like, I'm not. No, no I'm not, doing, I'm not that. doing that. I'm like, no. what? Like, what? That? it doesn't even. I, I don't know. So going back to what I was saying, like, I think I have just always been a p- curious person. hmm. I have always assumed I am not the smartest person in the room, probably to my detriment initially. Yes. Yeah. I right? definitely like say that's self-deprecating true yes. in a self-deprecating way, because I truly did not think I was smart for a really, really long time Um, because I wasn't book smart. Right. Mm, and then I gotcha. had to like, oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. I'm actually smart in much different ways. Yes. And I think ways that serve things, you better. Yes. yes. Thank you. Um, And so, yeah, so the reason I have like certain connections and have done different things, because I just go to people and I'm like, hey, tell me what you know. How did you do this? How did you what what's going on here? People love to talk about themselves. Oh, they do. Yes. And so if there's a profession or there is, um, I don't know, a hobby or whatever, something that you are passionate about or you think you really love. Like reach out to somebody and say, can we get together for coffee? Can I treat you to coffee or lunch or whatever? Can you just tell me your story? I, I would love to hear how you did blah, 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 blah. Oh my gosh. People love that. Oh, heck yeah. they you do. You learn a crap ton that you, cause we have to remember, we don't know what we don't know. Well, yeah. And that's exactly it. Like there's a level of
1: humility that has to exist to be that curious, because if you sit down with somebody to ask them those questions, but you're not coming from a place of genuine curiosity. Right. It is going to show. Yes. I don't care how good an actor you are. Yes. They are going to know. You cannot, if you're going in with an agenda, mm. don't go in. No, 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 no. Don't do it. Go in. If you can, oh gosh, I could go on about this. They'll get me fired up. If you can exist in the world with the mindset of, there is something I can learn from every oh body, Goodness, yes. every person, Everybody. can teach me something,
0: especially people that think different, believe different, right. vote different. Your world things. is
1: going to be much bigger yes, and a much better place. The saddest thing I ever heard mm-hmm. was in a, a class I was in one time. And somebody asked the teacher asked the question, do you believe you have something to learn from every person, from every walk of life? And I will never forget this very degreed person um, saying no, (gasps) shut up. Oh yeah. Saying no, I sorry. No, I don't actually believe that. And I think it was, I could analyze it till the cows come home, but I I, I think sometimes we get to a point in our life where we've achieved so much Mm -hmm. or we have this many degrees or, and it's kind of like we become unteachable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't go there. No be curious, stay, curious, stay humble. Mm-hmm. It
0: will get you everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. I and, think and I love what you said, because that is so true for me. Like I love people so much and I love their stories. Yes. And so for, and I, and I feel like at the heart of every, maybe every is a big whatever, but I want to believe that at the heart of everyone is a desire to be a radical collaborator, to share what they know. Right, like I want to believe that, so let me. Okay, don't. I know. I'm trying to hard. decide
1: if I agree with you.
0: Um, Go ahead. I think. I mean, I think the I don't think
1: being a radical collaborator and sharing what you know are the same thing.
0: Well, I mean, like I think that people at the heart, I want to believe <laughs> that at people's core, they really do want to be benevol- to be generous.
1: You could have said benevolent people know what that means and benevolent.
0: <laughs> you started to say, <laughs> well, benevolent is kind of like assuming the best of people. Right. Um, but I just mean, yeah. So I, so I just, I feel I have never, I don't know. Maybe this is an overstatement because I am a big reframer. Right. But like, I don't recall a time in my life reaching out to somebody with genuine interests mm-hmm. where they were like, no, like, for example, I, I, I just because several people who are like high in leadership, like executive level leaders, women have come to me and said, will you please start a coaching core cohort for mm-hmm. women in leadership? And I was like, oh, I've never done that before, whatever. Right. So I reached out to Nancy Beach, who's been doing coaching circles for years. Like she's amazing. I reached out to her and I was like, can we, would you mind like, am I being, is this out of line or whatever? But like, I'm thinking about doing what you do. Yeah. And would you mind kind of like teaching me what, you know, helping me figure out how to do this. Yeah. And I was like, she's probably going to be like, seriously, this is what I do. You want me to tell you what I do Mm. so that you can take, you know what I mean? Opportunity for me. And she immediate response. And she was like, of course, let's meet next week. I will tell you all the things.
1: Yeah. That's and I was lovely.
0: like, what? And so, and same thing with fundraising. That's what I love fundraising. If I believe in the cause, I, this is the thing I think that you were talking, you were referring to earlier, maybe, because I've said to you, let's reach out to a few. We have really loyal listeners. Yes. Let's reach out to some of our loyal listeners and say, hey, would you want to invest in us? Help us like take this podcasting thing to the next level by we'll contribute like $5 a month, $10 a month, or whatever you can. So that we can get like our production value up and like do these extra things. And you're like, oh, ah, no, 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 Okay, I'm not doing that.
1: Unfair. Okay. Because I was saying, no, I don't want to do that because if I am asking for money, mm-hmm. uh, my thought is I need to be providing them with something more. Now, I know you think that what we do right here is enough. I do. But people, my process, it is. my brain process says- when I look at all the other podcasters and how they operate, when they yes. have Patreon or things like that where people support them, they get something Bonus else stuff. in return in return yes. for it. And the conversation was, "Do we have the capacity for that?" Right. So, and I the answer it's was not no. exactly how you. Well, I'm just saying, that.
0: like that's how I, that's how I like think of people. Yes, you even do. That like generous, like yes, that's people who are loyal listeners, and you assume they're just going to give it to us. Yes, I know. Oh, my- and I've always been that way. I know you have. I think that's why I've been able to do crazy big things. Yeah. because people are like, "Oh my gosh, I love your vision. I love what you're doing. Of course, I want to get behind it." Like, yeah. And so I that just speaks to. I said that as an example of like that speaks to my. I truly have this assumption. Yes, that people are generous and they want to give, whether that's their of their experience, share that with you, share their story, or financially contribute to really good things that, that are, yeah. that are, you know what I mean? Um, making a difference in the world. And so, um, so yeah. So the point of this is that mindset of radical collaboration, yes. like reach Ask out people. Yeah. Job shadow. Right. Mm. Like I, I love that. Like, for example, if, uh, well, so Jimmy, my son, youngest son, Jimmy was thinking about being an architect. One of the biggest clues before he went to school that this is probably not his, what he should be doing. What he really wants to do is he went and he job shadowed for a day and he realized that architecture now is a lot of it's, it's all digital.
1: Yes. I'm sure It's no
0: longer like, you know, most, in most cases it's, it's, it's digital. It's not like drawing out on, you know, sure. whatever. And he came home from that day and he was like, Oh, I, mm, I don't like that. Yeah. The digital side of things. Like I, I just don't, and he ignored that clue. And probably had a should playing in his head. Yes. Yep. I've been saying I'm going to be an yep. architect since I'm eight years old. I should do this. And like, dude, that, this is a responsible thing to do. Even though my passion is music, this is a responsible thing to do. And he ended up going a semester at Jefferson University and sitting in a class and going, I have no passion for this. Like there's yeah. nothing about this. Lights me Excites up. me. Yeah. And said it to one of his professors, confided in a professor. And she was like, that's okay, Jimmy. That's okay. Yep. Archi- music is architecture yeah it's just a different form and so then finished out the semester and said I am going to yeah learn this I'm
1: this is this is the direction well, and I'm that's go perfect in. because that was a prototype for his life yes he tried it out yeah it failed he didn't yeah. fail he didn't fail it that's failed right. and it taught him something yes and he was able to move forward from there. So yep. these experiences are so valuable. Yep. Stopping something you're doing because it's not working anymore is not a failure. No,
0: it's why. It's information, it's yeah. arrows, but it's then, helpful. Like they say, mistakes aren't mistakes unless you don't learn from them, right? Sure. And so you look, and for him, it was like he leaned into the clues, like, wait a minute, but I'm, I've always been really gifted in STEM, right? Like the science yeah. and math and like all of these things. And so then he go, he started to put the pieces together. That's what mu- product, mu- For music, music, production. music is. Yeah, It's science. It's mathematical. It's all yeah. of those same things. So again, pick up on the clues, take them with you to the next thing. Yep. It's a different version of your life yes.
1: of who you could be That's right. in the world. Yep. Yeah. It's so Not good. As
0: many versions.
1: This was, this is such a good conversation. And I know, I think it's actually next week. Yes. We're gonna be offering a couple of nitty gritties mm-hmm. um on how to really apply some of this. Yeah. You know what um, we're calling it. I know. Are we gonna say this now or are we gonna save it for the trailer? Oh I know. You guys, we have some fun things coming. We do that we're actually gonna put together a really brief trailer just so you can listen True. and hear what fun things are happening. So I don't think we should no. say it. Okay, fine. We're not gonna I say want. it, mm-hmm. but I think this week. We will release a two minute trailer mm-hmm. and you will get to hear what is in store for the live your freaking life podcast yeah. and what's in store for you. Cause I think you're going to love it.
0: I do too. Yeah. And I think just i want to say a couple of weeks ago, we started talking about, um, vision, uh, uh, create your freaking life list. Yes. Creating your freaking life list and vision boarding and all that stuff. We started maybe talking about teasing the idea of workshops. We did. We're going to be doing a series. We are and stop talking. We're going to talk you're about You're going to give it away. No, no, I'm just saying, I don't want anyone to think about it. I mean, to think we forgot about, forgotten oh, about yeah, it. Yeah, no, no, quite the opposite. Because we've had people say, if you're going to do a workshop, we want to come. And so, um, so yeah, no. we didn't forget no. we're scheming. We're scheming. Stay tuned. It's going to be
1: good. It's okay. going to be fun.
0: Okay. Wrapping
1: up yes. super quick. Yes. In light of all this yes. that we talked about today, how are, what are you going to do with it to live your freaking life?
0: Oh, well, I'm doing it. Right. So I am being very, this so is this women's leadership cohort mm-hmm. is one of the things that's like, it's on my list. So my life yep. list, right. Life list. Sure. Let's life just go with list. it. List. Sure. Yeah. That's it. Um, and so I'm getting curious, I'm exploring a bunch of different things. I'm meeting with anti beach this week to like, put the plan together and then putting it out there to very cool to some people. I'm a, a group of like eight to 10 Badass women together. Yeah. And talk about the hard things. Yeah. And encourage one another and just like, yeah, start living our freaking lives. That's good. That's good. Yeah. How about you? So last week,
1: I took a book writing boot camp. Mm -hmm. It was freaking awesome. It really was. It was awesome. And I left that boot camp feeling really confident. Um, the instructors and everything were so fantastic with me and I had worked with them with some stuff before. Um, but just getting the encouragement and the, the no Selena, you could actually really do this, mm-hmm. um, from them who are kind of bigwigs was really amazing for me. And so this is me prototyping because starting Monday, I start the book proposal starts coming together and I'm hoping by the end of the week, I'll have my book proposal done so that we can start getting it out and try to land a publishing agent. Yeah. So from my lips to God's ears, I'm getting an agent this year. So yes. this is me and that's prototyping
0: by Q2. Okay,
1: we're gonna have I'll, an
0: agent and you are gonna believe for me. That would be lovely. called Live Your Freaking Life. We are. We are oh we're doing my gosh, it. it's happening. So
1: I'm trying out that prototype. It's awesome. That's what's happening.
0: So so good. All right. So, well, guys, how are you gonna live your freaking life based on what we talked about today? Get curious start talking to some people, try some things out, right? Like give yourself permission to dream. Yep. It's exciting. It's fun. It fills your life with wonder which when, is a great place to live from.
1: Yes. And when you run into a problem, reframe it, mm-hmm. how else can I see this? What can I take from this? What is this telling me? Mm-hmm. And just know that it's a process. Yes. It's not about arriving. That's right. It's about the journey, blah, mm-hmm. blah. I hate that phrase, but it is. It's true. It, it is. is so true. All right, guys, if you like this podcast, please do us a big favor and rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It just helps other people find us and the algorithm loves it. Mm-hmm. And that means we love it.
0: So it's true. We will see you all next week. Oh, you're going to love next week, guys. You You don't miss it. Go live your freaking life.